Hey everybody, happy Saturday. If we were all sitting in a room and the question was asked, by a show of hands, how many people have been hurt? I'm pretty certain that most, if not all, of the people sitting in the room would have at least one hand raised. If you're anything like me, you'd have both hands raised and both feet. I've been hurt more times than I care to remember. Sometimes the hurt that we've experienced comes from broken friendships. Unfortunately, there are times when friendships are not what we thought they were, and someone in that friendship ends up hurt. The hurt could be stemming from a parent-child relationship. Maybe it's non-existent, or it doesn't, or is not working the way in which you had hoped. It could also be hurt that you've experienced in your marriage, and that could range from a variety of, of different things. But what happens when it's um, hurt that you've experienced as a child? You're being molested. There are so many things and so many different examples of hurt that I'm sure all of us, if we sat down and pulled out our hurts and talked about them, we all could come up with something. But the question I have is, will you pray for those who have hurt you? Will you pray for those who have persecuted you, those that have despitefully used you, knowing that they were malicious in their intent, they were spiteful, and they were intentional about hurting you? Will you pray for those people? I can honestly say I've not always prayed for those people. And if I even thought about it or thought about them, you know, it wasn't anything positive. It wasn't anything that I wanted God to, to bless them or any of those things. It was more of God, get them. You've seen what they've done to me. It was those selfish prayers. But I want us to go and read Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 43. And we're going to read 43 through 45. And if you're not familiar with this passage, um, this particular section really talks about uh, loving your enemies. And this is from the Sermon on the Mount. And these verses are written in red letters, so they represent what Jesus has said. In verse 43, it says in the King James Version, Ye have heard that it, ha that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be children of, the, of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. I want to back up to verse 44 where it says, in the latter part of that verse, it says, And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Jesus was clear in telling us that we need to pray for those individuals who have hurt us, who have said all manner of things about us. They have, some of them have really been intentional about hurting you for whatever reasons they may have. And oftentimes we've heard it said, hurt people, hurt people. And if we're honest, we've been some of those people as well that have hurt others. But the focus today is, will you pray for those that have, that have hurt you? And honestly, there have been periods in my life where I do, I can recall that I wasn't quick to go back 
and pray for whoever hurt me. In some instances, it may have been years because my heart had been hardened towards those individuals. I actually had to go to God and ask God to soften my heart. I couldn't continue to pray and ask God for things when I hadn't repented or even asked for forgiveness or asked God to remove the hurt that I was feeling in my heart towards those individuals. But once I did those things, I cannot say that it was automatic. I cannot say that those things don't come up every now and again when I see or talk to those individuals. But I can say that there has been progress made. I can say that I've not, I don't have an issue of praying for them and asking God to move on their behalf. But those things didn't happen for me overnight. There may be some of you that, hey, it happened for you overnight, but that's just not my testimony. But regardless, the word of God tells us that we are to pray for them that despitefully use us and persecute us. And in the, in the beginning of that verse, it says to love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you. It's a challenge for us each and every day to do this in our flesh, but he's not asking us to do it on our own. It's not even in our own strength that we would be doing it. It is in his strength. And if you go down to verse 45, it says that ye may be children of your father, which is in heaven. That says to me, he's asking us to be like him, not like anybody else, but to be like him. It's easy. The easy road would be is to say, I'm not going to forgive. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to love them. It's easy for me to stay in that mode because I have so many reasons and I'm justified in how I feel. But my feelings are not facts. The fact is God commanded us to pray for them and to love them. In Romans 12 and 19, it says, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave the way open for God's wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. That's in the Amplified Version. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I am saying it's necessary. If we expect to reign with him, then we have to follow his commands. We must be obedient. I know this may challenge some of you as it has challenged me, but I promise you as we continue to cry out to God, to turn our heart and our face towards him, the challenges that we face, they may not be easy, but he will be right there with us to pull us through. Again, it's not about how we feel because our feelings are not facts. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday.